eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back for another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Sam Webb and the crew from TMI, which is second to none, joined today, of course, by Bryce Merich, who is back in the saddle. And, you know, we thought maybe we'd be covering some high school football and college football last weekend. Both shut down, though, as Michigan paused all athletic activities and now uh, high school football in the state of Michigan has been paused for a few weeks and going to be paused a little while longer which begs the question have we seen the end of Donovan Edwards's high school career we're going to be talking about him shortly but of course those of you who are joining us on this podcast appreciate you thanks for listening if you like this podcast be sure to rate and review it if you've already done that please tell all your friends about it they can find the Michigan Recruiting Insider, wherever they get their podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, any of those, wherever they get their podcasts, just search Michigan Recruiting or Michigan Insider Podcast, and you'll see the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Just go ahead and click subscribe. Bryce, how you doing? Doing good. Not much has changed, Sam, since last time. So Yeah, man, you, you just said a mouthful there as the theme of the entire podcast last week was about the silence from Michigan's side of things with regard to Jim Harbaugh's coaching future at the University of Michigan. Uh, lots of rumors, lots of speculation about the extension, whether it will actually come. Schools are absolutely bombarding all of Michigan's recruits with that message, the message of uncertainty. You don't know if Harbaugh is going to be there. You don't know if the staff is going to be there. Meanwhile, the, the Michigan staff is working feverishly to put out those fires Uh, As I said last week, if it is indeed the case that Harbaugh is going to be extended, the quicker that is consummated or at least shared publicly, the better. It certainly will help their recruiting fortunes. I think as most of their guys, Bryce, most of their guys are affirming their commitments, but there are a few and a few significant ones that are pretty flimsy at the moment. But let's just talk about the affirmations they got guys who have continued to stay the course in their pledges to Michigan, starting, of course, with one Mr. J.J. McCarthy. Probably the most important commit they have in the class and the top commit in their class, five-star quarterback J.J. McCarthy from LaGrange, Illinois. He transferred down to IMG in order to play the season and on top of that enroll early. And, Sam, he made it pretty clear in a tweet, I want to say about 20 minutes ago before we started this podcast, he simply said, been here two years and finally about to make this crap official. He didn't say and crap. He, he didn't say crap. <laughs> well, I didn't know if we could say that word, but he used another word. Exactly. But 
he's he's basically he's looking forward to making it official to Michigan. And so that's a key piece for Michigan because obviously, as we've seen, the quarterback depth is, I mean, it's bare right now. And so they need quarterbacks and especially talented ones. And just his presence alone in terms of what he brings to that room, plus like Sam, you've even noted with interviews you've done, the leadership and just the motivational side of him is really inspiring and really important. So he's been a key person who's reaffirmed. Andrew Anthony from East Lansing, Michigan. It's a wide out. This guy that committed to Michigan over the summer, a lot of people thought Michigan State decided to go with the in-state school, Michigan, and spurn the closer school, Michigan State. That hasn't stopped, though. Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, other schools from at least reaching out. He's made it clear to us. He plans on signing on the 16th. Some others, Raheem Anderson, Cast Tech, Michigan, offensive lineman, four-star. He said, look, I'm planning coming in. I want to make a difference. Four-star in-state lineman, Gio Giovanni Ohati. He's another guy who said, I want to come in. He's planning on signing. He's actually working on more classes so he can roll early. And several more are making the case of, listen, it's Michigan. We want to go play for Michigan. Regardless of how they're doing this year, it's been an off-season or odd year. It's been just something that no one's expected. It's 2020, so who knows how it's going to be. But in the end, a lot, most, have reaffirmed that and then we're going to sign in the 16th early signing period to Michigan. Yeah, man. I think with, with J.J., uh, as much as I think the coaches deserve credit for being able to secure the majority of this recruiting class in an environment where I imagine it's increasingly hard to do so with the absolute onslaught. Now, let's let's be clear. They obviously contributed to this circumstance with how things have gone on the field, right? I mean, there are... <laughs> There are legitimate criticisms of, even in the midst of, of injury and opt-outs, there are legitimate criticisms of how they performed on the field this year. So make no mistake, it's not just that other schools are projecting uncertainty onto Michigan. There are some things that went wrong on the football field performance-wise that you could see could make guys you know, kind of question the future. But by and large, I think those guys understood that there are ex- extenuating circumstances this year or they feel like they're extenuating they feel like they're extenuating circumstances this year that can be explained away. Uh, if if they the ones that can't be explained away, these guys feel like they'll be the difference. So a case like JJ McCarthy, he has been been steadfast in his pledge and trying to get others to to stay calm and realize that hey, better days are ahead because they can help bring those better days. And I do think that that has played an essential role in helping keep other guys in the fold. And it was made quite clear to me in talking to them. Now, they have great faith in this coaching staff. They believe this coaching staff is going to be back. So let me preface this comment that way. But I think J.J. McCarthy is coming back or coming to Michigan no matter what. That for this for the sake of argument, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm not saying that I'm hearing this. Just under, let me qualify this statement that way. So no one go, don't get on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you go after you listen to a podcast and say, Sam Webb said Harbaugh's going to the pros. I'm not saying that. But if Jim Harbaugh was to leave for the NFL and the staff was to disperse all over and not coach at Michigan anymore, I think that J.J. McCarthy's still coming to Michigan. I think he feels that strongly 
about the opportunity here. I think he feels that strongly about the program. It's made very clear to me that his commitment just is not in doubt, no matter what other schools are saying. And I think his statement on Twitter where you said, um, I'm ready to get this crap official, and crap is a euphemism for what he really said, uh, He he's solid. He's locked in. And I think that that really helps with some of the other guys. A guy that you went to see, Bryce, uh, had you go see down in the Jacksonville area at Sandalwood High School, Brandon Jennings, and I talked to his coach, Adam Geis, and he expressed the same sentiment that he has told Brandon, you are committing to a school. Now, I believe that the majority of kids that that make this decision, the coach or the coaches are a huge part of that decision, and the coaches leaving really impacts their outlook on that decision or that program, 85 90% of the kids. There just so happen to be a few kids in Michigan's class and a couple of the top guys that just are more aligned with the opportunity that Michigan provides or as aligned with the opportunity that Michigan provides as they are the coaching staff, guys that will come regardless. I think the quote that Coach Geis gave was, look, you're playing Big Ten football in front of 110,000 people. Uh, it, it's an unbelievable opportunity. Uh, if you can play, you can play for any coach. <laughs> was essentially what he said, Bryce. And you know, I, I know that that's not how most guys go about their recruitments, but I do believe that's how JJ and Brandon Jennings are going about theirs. I will add this: a big thing I think with these kids also reaffirming is they've seen, like you said, downfield production. And they know they can play early, regardless of if you're the coach, if Jim Harbaugh or anyone's the coach, they got the shot to come in and play early because the guys there right now just aren't producing. So they know if they come in early, whatever time they come in, even in the summer, they have the chance to play right away. And that's as intriguing as any coach you could have. Yeah. So J.J., Brandon Jennings, Giovanni Ohadi. Andre Anthony, who had been looking around, clearly, but he is saying he's locked in. He's going to sign on the 16th. Rod Moore, who, when he came on the dead period visit, said he was locked in, but also admitted that the hearing about the coaching uncertainty, or at least perceived uncertainty, from other schools, that it had him thinking, not necessarily as much as they wanted him to, but he was thinking about it. He affirmed his commitment, so he's locked in. Raheem Anderson, you talked to Raheem? Raheem, he's good. Quinn Somerville, four-star defense alignment from Arizona. I know you didn't get to see, but that they need defense alignment, so he's another one locked in. He said he's coming. He's still in contact with Noah. So, you know, he's very excited to get up there. A few more, but there's also a few on the fence as well, Sam. Yeah, so the majority, important to lay it out, the majority of guys are locked in, but there are a few that are still looking around. One of them should come as no surprise. You know, Jaden Hood, when I went down there to Fort Lauderdale to watch them play earlier this fall, it was very clear that he wanted to hold out for the opportunity, the possibility of the opportunity anyway, to take visits. Now, that possibility was eliminated when the NCAA extended the dead period through April 15th of next year. So if he does take any visits... It will be going out to, you know, on his own dime to a campus and not even getting a chance to see the coaches 
or visit the facilities like we have heard from other dead period visitors, right? He could do that. He could go to Minnesota like that or any of the other places that are showing interest right now. I think he mentioned Maryland as well was one. You know, Miami has never uh, quite given up. So he's a guy that has been open with his desire to go see other schools since the visit plan was was affected. He's still talking like he is going to sign late, saying that he's going to sign in February because he wants to see what happens with this coaching staff. He would like to get up to Michigan to see it because he wasn't able to make the dead period visit, Bryce, but very clearly impacted. And I know that you know his family, they looked into if they were to sign on the 16th, if they were to sign the NLI, and then the coaches were to change, could they get out of that NLI? And they were told no. I mean, they even went so far as to contact the NCAA, Bryce. That that shows you how big of an issue it is for for Jaden. But he's not the only Jaden that's fielding interest. And it's I I won't say that it's I don't know that it's moved him to the point of wavering. I'm talking about Jaden McBurrows, true ball player and dog in this class at a major position of need. But it sounds like you've heard that other schools are really really putting the screws to him right now. So I think they've been listening to you, Sam, because he's he's a guy who's been rising up the recruiting rankings. He's a guy who's had a great senior season and playing for one of the top programs in St. Thomas Aquinas down there in Florida. He's the top program right there. They're putting him on the top guys they're playing against. They're giving him that job, that duty of, listen, you're a number one cover defender, put you on their top guys and lock them down. And each and every week he's done that. And so – some of these teams, other than Michigan, have needs at corner too. And one of those schools I've heard is in-state Miami, who's made extremely big push to the point of where I heard the whole defensive staff from Miami has been in contact with McBurrows and telling him, look, you know, we're having a great season. Our program's going up. You know, we're winning. We're having a good time. There's not questions looming over our coaching staff. We're not two and four. There's a lot of things, you know, but – the difference with him and Hood is he did take a visit right. up to Michigan. So I think that, and he, like you, he talked to you about this. He really enjoyed that visit. He had a good time. He got to meet JJ. He got to meet a lot of the other guys. So if he didn't make that visit, I'd be a little more nervous. But this is one where Miami's not going to give up. So you got to watch and see how that goes. But Michigan's doing their best. Zordich, Don Brown, Jim Harbaugh, all three of them are working on him and still trying to keep him in the fold as well. Anytime you're dealing with the kid that is being courted by his home school or the the school closest to him, uh, this in this case being the University of Miami, it, it makes you a little nervous. Uh, he's a guy. He was one of the guys that was the most outspoken after that visit, that dead period visit that all the guys were up in Ann Arbor for, saying that it's going to be different when we get here. He was tweeting to that effect. And really saying things, really communicating with the other guys in the class. So I think that they have a really good shot. But you just feel like it. All these can turn on a dime, you know. Or or mo- you feel like some, I shouldn't say all of you. You feel like some of these could really turn on a dime, and especially in a circumstance like that where it's again you're talking about a guy that is being really really pushed hard by the school right down the road from him. So it's home. And there is at least perceived uncertainty about who would be coaching him where he's going. So one that we're going to continue to monitor, 
Be sure to keep an eye out for more updates on Jaden McBurrows on the MichiganInsider.com in the coming days. That is one that we are going to be paying especially especially close attention to in the coming days and the week plus or so leading into National Signing Day. So um, a little more solid ground than this next guy we're going to talk about, though. And that's Xavier Worthy. Now, as dynamic players go, Bryce, and I think anyone who listens to this podcast, they understand this. I mean, J.J. McCarthy is a top recruit in the class, in part because he's a quarterback. He's a significant, he's a tremendous talent, but he's the quarterback. He's the trigger man. It's the most important position on the field. But as far as pound-for-pound talent, game-breaking ability, man, Xavier Worthy has true game-breaking potential. Now, he's not a finished product. He has to get bigger and stronger. I think he knows that. But, man, when you look at the speed and quickness and presence and attitude, the combination that that kid brings on the field, you just feel like he's destined to be to do big things on a college level. So when you talk about pillars of the class, J.J. McCarthy is number one right now. And not far behind him, in my opinion, is Xavier Worthy. Uh, because he he's that guy that other teams have to account for. I mean, you you want players that other teams have to be like, how are we going to deal with that guy? Xavier Worthy is one of those players. Now, he went to visit Bama a couple of weeks ago. We've covered this on the podcast and on the site. Uh, you know, he, I, I think it was originally, and this is my opinion on it, I think originally it was mostly contingency. That he wanted to look at a place he was very interested. There was some, some uncertainty about how things were going to play out at Michigan. So he wanted to make sure that he had not just Bama's more than just a fallback. Back. He wanted to make sure he had an alternative plan if things went astray at Michigan. And I think, and he told me he was having a kick on seeing fans, you know, go crazy, go nuts about it. He was like, you know, I'm getting, this is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. With this whole thing. As he went on the visit, though, and came back from the visit, I think that his, you know, the the level of concern, number one, combined with his appreciation for Bama after seeing it in person, both of those things have increased. and increased to a point where I, there was a lot of confidence in Michigan circles after that Bama visit that things were still in really good shape. He said on Twitter that he was going to be announcing his decision December 16th. It was like Michigan, Bama, right? Everyone's saying Bama, Bama, Bama. But there was this this weird sort of, you know, laughter in Michigan circles like he's still coming, right? I mean, all the players in the class, all those guys were acting like this is, you know, don't worry about it. He's still coming. Was given off that kind of vibe to the players, and you can bet if he was giving that vibe off to the players – my gut tells me he was giving that same vibe to the coaches as well. But as the week has gone on or went on being home from Bama and as the narrative of uncertainty about the future at Michigan increased, yeah, I just, I just sense that the concern level is greater, that he is deeply concerned about the whether the coaches are going to be here, whether, you know, Jim Harbaugh and, of course, Josh Gaddis, the coach that recruited him, that he's extremely close and tight with. 
who sold him on the vision of being a game breaker at Michigan. You know, I think that that worries him. And meanwhile, you look at Bama and they've had these first round draft pick receivers and, you know, Bama still Bama doing what they do every single year. Uh, you know, that that sure footing, I think, is starting to resonate with him to the point where I haven't gone crystal ball flip yet, Bryce. But you know, I I sense enough nervousness that I'm on alert, kind of like, you know, kind of like the, the path that that Isaac Thompson went down, where he was gung-ho Michigan. It was Michigan all the way. And then slowly you began to see this erosion in their position based on Isaac Thompson, for those who don't know, the four-star safety in the 2022 class, who all but committed to Michigan on the visit. I was sitting there talking to his dad, you know, at the hotel before they left, and the kid wanted, he wanted to commit to Michigan right there. Dad told the kid, you need to go home, you need to think about it first. We, and he said, and the dad said, we're going to go home and he's going to visit a couple of more places. And then if he's ready to make a decision in a couple of months, then he, you know, if he still wants to go to Michigan, then he'll go. Bryce, they didn't make it. They didn't make the seven hour drive home before he announced that, no, I'm making my decision on December 4th. So, dad, remember this chronology of events. The kid is on Michigan's campus. He wants to commit. Dad says, no, you got to wait. You know, make sure that you still feel the same way after seeing other places. We're going to wait a couple of months. They get in the car. They're maybe an hour out the door. He's going to announce his decision in a couple of weeks as, a, as opposed to a couple of months. Then you get on the eve of, of his announcement, and it's very clear that he is so concerned about whether the coaches in Ann Arbor are going to be here that he completely flips the script and goes to Missouri. I don't think that recruitment is over, by the way. I think once things are settled at Michigan, they could very easily get back in on that recruitment. He's a kid that's not going to sign for an entire year. So plenty of time to make up that recruitment. But my point in bringing that up is I see things trending the same kind of way with Xavier Worthy, Bryce. And if this staff is going to be back or a portion of this staff is going to be back, Jim Harbaugh is going to be back, whatever part of this staff is going to be back, if it's going to be back, the sooner they put that out there, the better when it comes to this kid, because they've said to him, we think we're going to be here. That was enough at first. But he, like a few other kids, are saying, well, you're one half of that equation, coach. You say you intend to be back, but do they intend to bring you back is kind of the response that is is being shot back. So really, you don't make a, a decision based on a recruit or based on a recruiting class about whether or not you're going to keep a coach. But you, it, it does affect your timeline. If you're going to bring them back, you say, okay, well, maybe you get that out there sooner rather than later so you aren't affecting his ability to retain that recruiting class if you're going to bring them back, Bryce. Stability, stability, stability. That's the key word when you look at all this. And you look at Alabama, they're the golden standard of stability. Nick Saban has been there since forever, it feels like. And Jim Harbaugh on the staff, we don't know. Like you said, who's going to be there? Who's going to be leaving? Anything. They might completely stay, all of them. But if they do, what's the point of not making some news come out of an extension and making it well-known? So concerns that maybe, like you said, one of the pillars of your class don't have anymore and Xavier Worthy. And you talk about the game he has, Sam. I went to Arizona for a 7-on-7, and I got to see him firsthand, just his speed and that twitch and the explosion. Michigan doesn't have that on their roster. Nothing close to that. 
Now he does need to build up. He is 6'1", 160. He's a he's pretty thin. But it's tough to catch something you can't keep up with. And that's that's worthy. So he's a guy you put in this offense, and I think we said this plenty of podcasts before, but he instantly makes your offense ten times better just because the vertical passing and just how much he can stretch the field from his speed and his route running and his ability to catch the ball and open space and make moves. He does so much. He can expand the offense to something we haven't seen that we kind of were hoping for with the speed and space offense. So like you said, it's one of those things of, we said it last podcast, the silence is starting to hurt Michigan in terms of recruiting. One example was with Thompson that's one where you can come back from because you have time. But with Worthy, you don't have that time. So we'll see. I'm not saying you make one, you make a huge decision like that just because of one kid. But if you've known the answer to that decision, make it make it known and make it clear right now and right away. Yeah, you know the, the crazy thing about about Bama is, you know, Xavier Worthy is the number twelve receiver in the class. In the 2021 class, Bama already has three receivers in their class ranked higher. Bryce headlined, of of course, uh, as you know, by the number two receiver in the country, Ja'Cory Brooks. They have Ja'Cory Brooks, who's number two. They uh, they have this this kid, Ajay, I think is his name, Ajay Hall, uh, who's number seven, and Christian Leary, who's number nine, uh, and. You know, Xavier Worthy would be the fourth highest rated receiver in that class. That's how sick the Bama recruiting class is, the number one recruiting class in the country. But they just don't stop. It's it's an onslaught. Uh, again, they continue to hammer away at him. Bama does with the they, you really want to go there? I mean, let's let, let's let's set aside the on the field disparity. I'm giving you the pitch. Let's set aside the on the field disparity. We're gonna be here. Do you know they're gonna if they're gonna be there? I mean, they say they intend to be back, but do you know that Michigan's going to bring them back? Do you know that? And that's that's tough, man. That's it's a tough fight when you're fighting the you know the tide and trying to keep the tide from turning. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, certainly, it is not a foregone conclusion his departure. Uh, it certainly was far from a foregone conclusion his departure when he initially announced that, you know, decision, so to speak. But I will say this, uh, things have slipped since then. Uh, And maybe people were already thinking they had slipped away. Uh, You know, I think that was more the, you know, that that was more more guesswork and uh, and reaction uh, in the moment, maybe projection than what he was actually saying to people. Well, now uh, it's not just projection. It's, It's slipping. It's slipping away from Michigan slipping away uh, in a hurry. So, uh, again, I can't stress enough, you know, the timing of this matters if Harbaugh is going to be the guy. Now, if he's not the guy, then you're going to lose some kids anyway. Recruiting is not the most important thing if you're going to make a change. It just really seems like at the moment, based on everything that we're hearing, seems like things are trending more toward extension than not. Won't say that that's a done deal either, if you've been following our reporting on that, then you know that. You can check it out over on the MichiganInsider.com. But it certainly appears to still be trending that way. So it'd be terrible 
for an extension to happen in January and you've already lost some kids from the class. That's like, you know, <laughs> and if it's going to be an extension, you might as well get it done now and not lose guys. So we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, you're probably, when you talk about the biggest recruit left on the board, you probably can replay what we just said about the pitch to Xavier Worthy and replay all that as the pitch to Donovan Edwards. Uh, he is going to be announcing his decision on December 16th. His coach, Ron Bellamy, just informed me of that earlier today. We have an interview coming up with Ron where he lays out his star pupils thinking, the top running back in the country, in my opinion, uh, and a guy who still thinks very highly of Michigan. Michigan still very much, very much in the picture, in a big way for him. Uh, but is it is it a lead that is going to be tough to make up, or is it still a lead if there ever was one? We get to that with Ron Bellamy. We'll get to him on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we are joined now by West Bloomfield head football coach Ron Bellamy. So, Ron, uh, wow, it's it's been as as much of a – trying season as as anyone might have expected when you consider uh, that you have a you trying to coach a team and get a team through a pandemic shortened and abbreviated year uh, but your team developed real well just just reflect upon the season before we start talking about the man of the hour just reflect upon the season for me real quick yeah you know we uh wasn't was uncertain about everything and you know you're bringing in a first year starting quarterback for us and not having a seven on seven season and uh, for us, you know, uh, starting up in, in, in the summer and, and starting training camp only to be shut down for a little bit. That's uh that was tough, you know, but we had great senior leadership and week by week we got better. And, you know, our football team turned into one of the more dominant defensive teams across the state. And then, you know, having a guy like Donovan Edwards uh, offensively, you know, he helped us change who we were offensively. And, uh, you know, we became you know, one of the best teams in the state this year. So you mentioned, like I said, the man of the hour, man of the year here in the state, as far as I'm concerned, the best player uh, in the state in the Midwest, the top running back in the country, who has handled his recruitment at his own pace, as you well know. And one of the reasons why was he wanted to, to get out and see as many schools as he could. But then the pandemic hit and really, really disrupted that plan. How have you seen that? alter his thinking if at all like how, how have you seen that affect his thoughts on his recruiting process 
he was always optimistic that he was going to uh, have an opportunity to go visit these schools. And he actually has an opportunity to go visit every school he wants to, but he can't go to the facilities or see the coaches. So it's a moot point for him. But he held out as long as he could. Uh, and then once football started, he didn't want to risk anything by going, traveling anywhere. So he didn't, you know, travel anywhere because he didn't want to get sick and get anyone else sick. So, uh, you know, Donovan, he took his time. He's been very diligent about the entire process. Uh, he's, you know, he's a smart kid. Uh, cerebral when it comes to uh, making good decisions and he's going to uh, leave no stone unturned. Uh, you know, I know he's not able to visit with coaches or visit the uh, facilities of these, these particular universities that he dropped the top seven on, but he has a great rapport with every coaching staff and he's been doing his homework that I that I'm certain of. And I can tell you that. Gotcha. All right. So obviously Look, the results on the football field haven't been anywhere close to what Michigan has wanted. I know that was a team uh, that was among the prime or is among the prime contenders for him. How, if at all, have you seen, you know, the struggles on field impact him? And, and has he been impacted or questioned at all some of the rumors about the coaching staff? Yeah, you know, one thing about Donovan is uh, – his, you know, he has a strong love and admiration for the University of Michigan. And one of the reasons is he's from the state of Michigan. Uh, Donovan is very well versed in Michigan football history. And he understands that Michigan has not had, you know, a top back in the state uh, that has went to the University of Michigan. I, you know, you look at uh, the Mike Webbers, you know, going to Ohio State and John Kelly going to Tennessee and Mark Ingram years ago going to Alabama. So he understands that. And Donovan's the type of kid that wants you to put the pressure on his shoulders. And he wants to be that guy that the torch is passed to that's going to he's going to carry that torch to the finish line. He likes challenges. He wants to be the man. And for me, if he went to Michigan. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I wouldn't be shocked at any of his choices. But I do know he has a strong love for the University of Michigan. So I'm going to role play with you. I'm. Uh, DeMarco Murray. I'm I'm the Georgia running backs coach. I'm the Oklahoma running backs coach. I'm Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that, hey, man, do you know if this staff is going to be there? We're going to be here. We're going to be at Notre Dame. We're going to be at Oklahoma. We're going to be at Georgia. That has to, based on what other kids are hearing, I assume that that's, that pitch has come to him at least from one of those schools, if not all of them. How, if at all, is he reacting to that? I think I, I think it's, it's safe to say that uh, it's, it's great for Donovan to have a high school coach that's played at that level and understands the importance of educating him and our other kids that you got to love that you got to really, you know, it's good to like the coaching staff that you could be potentially playing for, but you don't put all your merit into that. Mm-hmm. And Donovan is, you know, he's come on and he's told me, he's told me before he was like, I would be a player for the University of Michigan. I don't, you know, not for a particular coach, but I play for, I will represent the university. So he's a kid that he's thorough. Um, he's, he's doing his homework. Uh, he's letting this thing play out. He's waiting. He's waiting to see what uh, the administration of Michigan is going to do. He's waiting to see. Uh, it's a lot of factors. And you are right. You know, you're role playing with me, but there are coaches that are telling him that, you know, I won't name the schools because the coaches asked me about it. And why is that even an option? And sometimes I have to tell the coaches, because it's Michigan, <laughs> you know, it's Michigan. That's why, you know. Right, right. So I, I think hear. coach. I think 
I think coaches forget sometimes that I went to Michigan, you know. So I, I'm not gonna sit here and let you talk about my football program, negative recruit. Like that ain't about to happen. But if you win in the sweepstakes, you won because you're a great recruiter. You have a great product and sell your product. Right, right. So do you have a, do you have a feel for, uh, you know, not what he's gonna do when he does it. Um, do you have a feel for the schools that are still in the running? Like what schools are still in the mix? As he closes uh, in on a decision. I would say, uh, you know, I think all seven of the schools that he listed, Michigan, uh, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Oklahoma, uh, Notre Dame, and Penn State. Uh, I may be forgetting one or two, but those are I, – I, I, I personally talked to all those coaches, you know. So I know that he's communicating with all those schools. It's just a matter of things, you know, uh, him watching, him waiting, you know. And I, I, I think – him and Kamar Wheaton, uh, kid out of Texas, uh, you know, Kamar lists his final two as Alabama and Oklahoma, and that, those are two of Donovan's seven. So Kamar's going to commit after Donovan. You know, they both they, – they, they almost like they try to stall each other out, but, uh, you know, <laughs> right. Donovan ain't waiting. Kamar's going to do his on the 23rd. Donovan's doing it on the 16th. So, you know, I, I'm assuming Kamar go opposite of wherever Donovan chooses. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can see it working out that way. But last one for you. Ron, it's been a very, very trying season, but it's been one where his man, Makari, has gotten a lot of burn. So I, two questions with regard to Makari. What have you seen from him in his, in his freshman season, and what have you gotten from him about his experience and the conversations you've had with him? And then has that, has, has that influenced and has Makari tried to influence Donovan at all? All right. Uh as far as Makari's uh, development and maturation, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's had some ups and downs as a freshman would. I think not having a spring ball definitely imp has impacted that, uh, much like it has with most of the young guys across the country. So, but Makari, the goal is to get better, not repeatedly make the same mistakes. So he's getting bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, he left high school. He was 185. He's 192 now. So he's a kid that, uh, you know, he's growing. He's growing into that role of, uh, of being – you know, what, the, what you want your safeties to look like at that level. Uh, you know, the coaches are saying great things about him. And um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy for him because he's, he's the type of kid that's going to uh, have a great career at Michigan. Uh, as far as him uh, recruiting Donovan, uh, absolutely. You know, um, I, I think Donovan has great respect for Macari, uh, very close to him. And I know Macari, you know, he believes in the Michigan product. Uh, and he wants Donovan to be a part of that. Uh, and like I said, you know, you got other guys that we have around the country that's doing the same thing, you know. So it's just for Donovan, it's for him to put those pros and cons together. And like I said, he's a very competitive. He's, he's an ultimate competitor, has an unbelievable work ethic. And he's the type of kid that thinks he could put the world on his shoulders and he could do great things. And for Michigan, if they're lucky to get him, uh, he's a kid that's going to uh, – he, he wants to bring the program back to prominence and um, he wants to uh, there'll be some goals that I know that he would want to uh, achieve while he's at the uh, University of Michigan. If he does choose Michigan. Gotcha. Great stuff as always, Ron. Appreciate your time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. So there you heard it, Bryce, Ron Bellamy. Uh, you know, I won't say that he's running interference for, for Michigan. I think he, he is deflecting the, the negative recruiting, the, you know, some of the pitch that is going at Xavier Worthy, like 
Why is this even a question? Why are you even considering that school? Again, you're talking about a guy who who fought and bled for the University of Michigan. That That's just a bridge too far for him. I mean, he won't discourage Donovan from looking at other schools, but he will deflect that kind of thing. And that does do a service to Michigan. That does serve as a bit of a, of a helping hand uh, in the respect of, of giving them an even shot down the line. Like if, if Michigan loses Donovan Edwards, it won't be a matter of, of teams really hammering home. Uh, hey, you know, the uncertainty there. Uh, I think that Ron is really hammering that you, you look at a school for more than just the coaches, as you heard him say. And that's something that, at least in Donovan's case, appears to be resonating. So if Donovan's top overall recruit, I would say, left in this class, Michigan was his first offer way back, I want to say, as a freshman. So Michigan's been in this the longest of any school, and they've always been there. But it seems like the other top schools in his top list have always shifted. And now you're seeing others, again, competing against Michigan, like Notre Dame, like Georgia like, you know, Oklahoma. And so I kind of feel like he doesn't still have that obvious number two. And if he did, it would he would start trending towards that way. And so that's why I've left my crystal ball pick on Michigan because I don't know what other school is a clear other cut favorite for him right now because of the pandemic. It's made extremely tough, as we noted, to get out to these schools. I know he's been to some of these other schools he hasn't got that full experience. He's been to Michigan during a game day before the pandemic. He's, you know, he, last visit he came up for was that big recruiting weekend where he got to see JJ and some of those commits and really connect with them as well. So with, you know, Coach Bellamy, and like you've noted as well, he's going to encourage his kids to go to any college. You've seen Lance Dixon go to Penn State, Trey Mosley go to Michigan State. You've seen all these kids go to other schools, but at the same time, He's not going to watch Michigan get kicked to the dirt and be the gum underneath your shoe and stepped on all across the floor. He's going to make sure that Michigan is still, if they're recruiting, they're a team they should be respected as well. But with Donovan, I think at this point, you got to give him a reason why to go there. And I think, again, I hate to bring it up to this, but that extension, or if you're going to make another move, if he knows what's going on, I feel like his decision becomes 10 times clearer. And that's something Michigan needs to move on. Yeah, I, I think it certainly wouldn't hurt, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think it would help if he had a better idea of what they were going to do. I, I think very unique circumstance uh, for this kid, having a coach who played at Michigan, having a former teammate who is who is playing a lot. I mean, you know, as Ron talked about, Makari Page, a very close friend, of Donovan's, uh, recruits him, doesn't pressure him, but recruits him and wants Donovan to be a part of the future, I think that matters. I, I think that, you know, seeing, just my personal opinion, seeing the role that Makari has as a true freshman compared to, say, the role that Lance Dixon has at Penn State, you know, there for over a year now, and, you know, it, you, you're looking for, you know, what, what do what's the vision for Lance Dixon at at Penn State? That's that's my question. If I'm questioning it, you gotta imagine that he probably is too. Uh, and so that that's one of the the lures, if you will, another one of the lures, if you will, I think, to Michigan. You mentioned the opportunity to stay close to home. 
I think that that matters. I, I think there's a, a familiar, a familiarity factor that exists here, even if these coaches weren't here. So between the opportunity to blaze a path different than other top backs that have come through the state, you heard Ron talk about John Kelly and Mike Weber and the chance to really be that top back from the state of Michigan that carried the mantle at the University of Michigan. I think that that matters to him to, to maybe be the face, to be the in-state guy that stayed and was a part of the change. I think all of that matters to him. I, I, I don't think it makes him a slam dunk. I think that he has great relationships with the running back running backs coaches at Oklahoma and Georgia in particular. Uh, so he is familiar with Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's having a really good season. I, I still think that the Southern schools in the mix have a better shot than Notre Dame, but if he were to want to stay close to home, then Notre Dame could be a good compromise because he knows that that staff is going to be there and, hey, they're having a pretty good season on top of it. So if he were looking for a close-to-home compromise, then Notre Dame could, could could be the school. But I ultimately, I still think it will come down to Michigan versus Oklahoma or Georgia. I think that's how it will play out, and we will know very soon what he's going to do because he's going to announce his decision on the 16th. And uh, broken record, Bryce, uh, if – if there was some clarity about what direction Michigan was going to go in before that date, it would certainly help Michigan's cause. If there isn't, and this is an important note, if there isn't any clarity, I do not think that that eliminates Michigan's chances. I still think Michigan has a legit shot of coming out on top with Donovan Edwards, even if the coaching scenario hasn't been fleshed out publicly. Even if that's the case, Bryce, uh, there's still a chance there with uh, with Donovan. Time will tell, my friend. Uh, but it looks like, it sounds like he may have played his last high school game. He's going to be a mid-year guy, Bryce. And based on this this order, as far as as far as I understand it, what is it, an extra 12 days they extended it? Extra 12 days. So I know with him, they were still playing. They were still in the playoffs. And with this case, you know, if he plans on signing the 16th, the dates don't add up. So now if his season officially will be over, he officially enrolls early and does all that. He's got this time to, he said throughout the season, he's focused on his season, his high school team. That's all he's been saying. Now he's got a hundred percent focus on his recruitment process. And if these coaches are saying they need to make it clear to him, you are number one guy. We need you in this class and you'll be a vocal piece for our program going forward. I think it's been pretty clear. You know, I know they've been doing that, but I, like you said, I think the recruits want to see the other side of that confirmation to make sure it's not just a one-way street they're hearing that from as well. Yeah, uh, it is. Five days before the Christmas holiday, could you get, I mean, the uh, both the, the rounds of the playoffs left before kids early enrolled just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. And Ron was very clear. He was very clear going back to the summer that he will not keep his mid-year guys, his early enrollees, he will not encourage them to stay and go their second semesters of, of high school. So that's Donovan Edwards. That's Max Hairston. I'm trying to think who else from, from that squad. You got a few guys that are are likely or you know, are planning to be early enrollees, and that changes the look of West Bloomfield dramatically. And they're probably not the only school that you can say that about. 
um, but it changes the look uh, in their prospects dramatically uh, based on the extension of this order and what that likely does to the remainder of the high school football season. But December 16th is the date for Xavier Worthy. December 16th is the day for Donovan Edwards. Will Michigan fans be smiling or crying? We're going to keep you up to speed on that in the coming days. Be sure to keep it locked over on the MichiganInsider.com. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate and review it. If you've already done those things, as I always say, be sure to tell your friends about it. They can find this podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Just search for, or any other podcast platform, just search Michigan Insider Podcast and up they'll come, including the Michigan Recruiting Insider. That'll do it for us this week. Be back next week to prepare you for the early signing period here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.